Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? Welcome to the Wednesday show. Welcome to the Thursday night preview show. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's poppin', Rick? What's going on? Uh, we got, like I said, interesting stuff to go through. Um, very, very good football game on Thursday night. Which is uh, not always said. Right. That is true. I mean, I don't know if you booked this at the beginning of the season as being a very, very good football game. Uh, but the 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 Arizona Cardinals are what, 7-0? and They are 7-0, and yeah. Green Bay Packers are 6-1 and or 5-1? Five and one, I think maybe six and one. I can't remember if they had their bye week or not, so they might be six and one. But this oh, is this one. might be a battle of the top team in the in the uh, the NFC right now. Um, yeah, maybe an NFC Championship preview if Brady doesn't make it that far. That would be interesting. Yeah. At least a playoff matchup. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today: the Thursday night preview for fantasy football in Week Eight. Uh, before we do that, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all those platforms. Just hit us up. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platforms, leave a review. Share this pod with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, click the bell for notice. Uh, subscribe, and then like and comment down below. Um, any questions about the Thursday night game you may or may not have? Yeah. Fastest intro of my life. <laughs> Let's go. All right, so yeah, let's jump into let's jump into Thursday night. Real, real. Are we quick, doing right quarterbacks, quarterbacks, running backs, running backs, receivers, receivers? No, or are that's we gonna the, do that's the starts team? and sit show. You, I always get confused. Okay, team by team, team by team for Thursday. Got you. Uh, the real question is on Thursday night: Should we start going home team last, road team first? Why would we do that? I don't know. Very confused. <laughs> I usually, you know, you see like you know sports channels and. Networks. I usually put the uh, home team last. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but we just have it. I just have it home. listed. Who yeah. I who I favor here. No, right. That's kidding. I'm just oh, kidding. Close. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, we'll start off with the Arizona Cardinals, the home team. We'll go to the Packers, who are the road team, um, and we're just gonna break down some of these guys' performances over the course of the season and whether or not they are um, obviously startable in this game and. In some cases, give you some injury updates because uh, those things are, are good as well. Um, so let's hop right in with the Cardinals quarterback situation in Kyler Murray. Now, I almost felt for you for a second, Rick, for okay. one second. And the reason why I say that is because Kyler Murray, <laughs> who's been ridiculously good this year, top three quarterback uh, in mm. fantasy football, um, he was looked at for a good hot minute by trainers. I did see that. Yeah, I was ready to call it GG. <laughs> I said that. Rick's season's over when I was uh, watching football on Sunday. So, sorry, you weren't there, but I declared your season over. It's but okay. it's not over yet because you still got Kyler. Um, as far as what I'm concerned, uh, I believe that he's going to be fine and he's going to play. Um, usually if a player gets some form of injury, I mean, he went ended back up playing, into the game, he went back into the game. He ended up playing, but usually when there's some form of injury on Sunday, regardless of whether you go back into the game and play or not, there's usually some kind of, uh, your re- residual effect because of the Thursday night game. 
Um, I expect mm-hmm. him to play. I think he's going to play. But in some cases, you might have a situation where a player might be out if they sustained an injury on Sunday and then decided to play through it. So I would keep an eye on Kyler, but I think he's going to play. I would say there's a real good chance he plays this week. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. And if he's playing, um, he's obviously a no-brainer start. <laughs> I think right. that's pretty pretty obvious. Um, I'm in the six-point touchdown. I mean, the five-point touchdown league, so I can't. I can't accurately talk about this, but he's um, been really good this year. He's had 34, 35, 19, 22, 13, which is a bad week, 25, 22. So he's been, yeah, he's been real good. Um, he's had some, my microphone is not staying still. I'm trying to lock it in here. There we go. Um, but anyway, he's been, yeah, he's been really good this year. The one thing that I've noticed is usually his rushing um, is really, really ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he had 800 rushing yards last year. Quote me if I'm wrong. That uh, he Correct yeah 819. Uh, this year he has 20. And this, this is just a list from week one through 17. 20, mm-hmm. 31, 19, 39, 1, 6, 10. Yeah, he's not rushing as he's much. Not rushing as much. So that might be a concern down the road in the fantasy season. Um, especially if like because on the season the reason why he's been really really good is he's throwing touchdowns a lot of them. And mm-hmm. so that's a really good thing for him. I think the offense is prolific. There's really no need for Kyler to run, to be completely True. honest with you, uh, in this offense with the amount of weapons they have and the style that they play. Uh, but, yeah, for, for him, it's like down the stretch of the season, if the rushing starts to tail off, he's going to have some bust games. Yeah, no, that's true. But he's still as ridiculous as good QB3 on the season. So you yeah. start good idea. What did you, what round did you draft him in the home league? Uh, I think four twelve. Yeah, you drafted him there. You start. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some of the wide receivers. Hopkins has had a uh, an emotional up and down season here. Twenty three, thirteen, three, eight, seventeen, nineteen, fourteen. So he had a good. Uh, I was so mad that you know because things like this happen to me all the time where I end up playing a player on their revenge week or something like that. Um, and you yeah, know, I happen to play DeAndre Hopkins in multiple leagues this week with him going with him going up against Houston. Now he, he only scored fourteen points. Yeah, he he didn't he didn't even do. I mean, he had a decent week, but it wasn't anything crazy. Yeah, nothing to write home about. Um, he's obviously got to be played in your starting lineup. The matchup this week is is meh against Green Bay. Um, mm-hmm. they have kind of started to become more stout against wide receivers in terms of fantasy points given up. Um, and so. It'll be a little bit more difficult for D-Hop in this game, but I think he should be fine. Yeah, I mean, he's still DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Top five. Is he? I think he's... Oh, no, he, I mean right now in the season he's wide receiver 11, but if I, we were talking about rest of season uh, rankings, I'd say top five. Yeah, he's probably like five or six. So yeah. In that range. So, I mean, either way, though, that's, you know, your wide receiver one probably on your team. So, right. yeah. He's he's another good start and probably in line for another fifteen point lead. Agreed. Um, it's funny because Kyler and Hopkins are definite starts. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of this team in a second, but yeah, those um, are the only two that are no brainers. Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, give me your thoughts on those guys. Kirk had an um, interesting start to the season. We'll start with Kirk. Uh, interesting start to the season, but. And he's he's been decent, but there are some big bus games. What are your thoughts on Christian? Yeah, it's kind of like remember last year it was the same thing. He had like two really bad games to start the season, 
And then he had like four straight weeks of like 15 to 20 points. And everybody was like, oh, he's a breakout. And then he had like four or he had after that, actually, one, two, three, four, five, six games in a row from weeks 10 to 15 where he had under 10 fantasy points after, after he had that crazy stretch. So he does this. He's just an inconsistent player, and I think that's still the case. To be uh, if fair, you have those matchups him, that he was playing, most of yeah. them were difficult matchups. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean that's, that's was real fair. Good. He was, he was uh, actually playing well. That stretch right. down the end of the season. You see that right now? Um. Yes. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> Maybe I'll go tough. try to trade for Hopkins. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I – are we talking about Hopkins or Christian Kirk? We're talking about Christian Kirk. I okay. was just getting sweaty about the schedule. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, yeah, I mean, that's true. But for this week against Green Bay, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think if you have to start him, go for it. But Kirk is, he's just so, you don't know what you're going to get on a week to week basis. And I would guess after two good weeks that I would probably get a bad week from him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would pass on Kirk. And then the other one you said was Rondell Moore, right? Yeah, 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 Rondell. Yeah, I, I love Rondell Moore, and I think uh, dynasty-wise he's great and everything, but people overreacted after his Week 2 game because he had that, like, what, 60-yard touchdown or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really hasn't done much since. Uh, he's not startable. There's too, many, there's too many weapons. Um, too many weapons. Too many weapons in Arizona right now, which is a good thing for the real NFL. But for uh... – Because A.J. Green, since Week 2, has 11, 13, 15 – one sixteen oh God. and yeah. eight. For the love of God, AJ Green, please. He's retire. the wide receiver two on that team so far. Please not Kirk Moore. I'm begging you. Yeah, Rondale's not a start. No, Rondale's not I a actually, start. I would say, even though it's a difficult matchup, if you're on a bye and you had to choose a wide receiver to play, I would probably say Christian Kirk. If you have okay. him. Or if you have both of them. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Would, would you would so you would start Kirk over AJ Green? Um. Yeah. Why not? It's gross. Yeah, but, but I mean, either one both is gross. Of them are gross. So I didn't even put AJ Green on this list. I just was like, "Screw you, AJ Green." Is he startable? Uh, yeah. I. <laughs> it's hard, man, because he's been playing good. But I wouldn't start AJ Green. Okay, I agree. Um, let's talk about uh, running back James Connor. Now you know what. Uh, my, I, you know, I was, I was kind of growing a little bit on at the end of the, the draft season on uh, Chase Edmonds. Um, and James Conner has had some good games. He's had some bad games, been inconsistent, but one thing's for sure. He's kind of playing the Kenyon Drake role. He is. Yep. He legit is. Um, and There's no difference. He's a touchdown dependent Kenyon Drake. Um, so. He's had, you know, there was a stretch against Jacksonville, Los Angeles, where he had 17, 19 points, and he scored four touchdowns over that, over that stretch. Since then, he's had only two touchdowns, um, and in those games, he's had 10 and 12, but in the games that he has not scored a touchdown, it's been 5, 2, and 7. So, very touchdown dependent. Um, this team has so many weapons. It's just, I don't know if James Conner can continue to score in the way that yeah. people would expect him to in a startable role, but there's almost like this temptation to start James Conner and be like, okay, you know, let's run him out there against Green Bay. Is this a guy you want to play? Uh, <laughs> I feel like in matchups where you feel like the Cardinals are going to win, 
I mean, which all season has been the case, but mm. in general, like you feel really comfortable about it. Yeah. Connor's a good start because they run the ball a lot in the fourth quarter and they'll mm-hmm. like get a late second touchdown. Like that's what happened this week. He against Houston, he had like three fantasy points the whole game. Mm-hmm. He scored a touchdown with like four minutes to go in the game when they were already up by 20 points. And that was that. That was his trash time touchdown. So he yep. ended up getting 12 points. He's been good this year. He's actually been better than Chase Edmonds fantasy wise in uh, half PPR which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and he is playing the King and Drake role, but I don't know. Is Green Bay, does Green Bay have a good rush defense? Where do they rank, you know, against um, the, they're in the middle of the pack, middle of the pack. Yeah. Uh, I probably wouldn't start James Conner, but I mean, with the amount people are struggling at running back, I mean, it's not, there's worse options out there. Uh, what about Chase Edmonds? Yeah. Kind of the same boat. Same boat. I will say Edmonds has had three straight bad weeks compared to Connor. Mm. Like, and against Green Bay, they might be because in the games that he's played well, it's because of his receiving. Like, he had a seven catch game, mm-hmm. he had a five, couple five catch games, four catch games. In those games, he played well. Last three weeks, he has three catches, three catches, one catch. So it all depends on what um, happens in the passing game with him. But against Green Bay, he might have a bounce back week, but he's really in the same conversation as James Connor. Honestly, yeah, there's not much difference between. I'm the glad two. I traded yeah. him when I did. Yeah, he's kind of kind of garbage. Yeah, not garbage, but you know, I, I think his biggest issue, and it's been like this all year, is just touchdown upside. And it's like if James Conner is getting the rushing work in the red zone, and Chase Edmonds is not, um, his only chance at scoring a touchdown is either going to be on like a freak, you know, big run thirty yards out, or. A big pla- a big pass play that scores him a touchdown. You know, it's just going to be those few things for Chase Edmonds. I would not be surprised if he scores under four touchdowns this year. Um, you know, it, we're almost halfway through the season. He still doesn't have a touchdown. So, and if you're not That's scoring gross. touchdowns, you're not really effective for fantasy. So, yeah, yep. I agree with Rick. James Conner and Chase Edmonds are sits, but if if you need them like desperately because you need a running back and you've got nothing on your bench, they're better than whatever's on the waiver wire. So I would play them in that extent, but mm-hmm. outside of that, no, you got a full uh, gamut of players this week. You don't need to be starting guys. That are not yeah. Good. Yeah. True. Um, and then we have Zachary who had 14 fantasy points this past week. Um, actually in half PPR actually performed relatively well. Um, given the circumstances uh, of of just being traded there and, and being a new player, but either way, he's had he had five targets, three catches, sixty six yards, and a touchdown. Um, if it continues to be five targets, I think it's going to be a little more concerning for Zach Ertz. Um, but I think that's where he's going to be, though. Yeah, I think with all the weapons on that team. But he does he does kind of fill a red zone because Hopkins was their only guy in the red zone to throw to essentially with the exception of Kirk every once in a while and some other guys, but Correct, yeah. this guy is this guy and Hopkins are going to be their biggest red zone targets. Um, yep. And so I would expect Zach Ertz to score more touchdowns. This is a good, easy matchup against green Bay. So, you know, we'll just have to keep an eye on target share moving forward, but I could, I could, I can start this guy this week, you know, and be comfortable with it. Yeah. I think the problem with Ertz is, is the um, amount of targets that has to be spread around in that offense. I will say, though, he's going to be touchdown reliant, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a bad thing because chances, of, like you said, of him getting a touchdown on a week-to-week basis isn't exactly low. I think it's actually pretty high. So yeah. um, 
And with the amount of the, the tight end position has struggled this year, he's honestly a good start week to week. Um, I just, you know, you can't expect top five tight end performance from him, but mm-hmm. he's definitely like a low end tight end one. I agree. Anything else you have? Any more thoughts on the uh, the Cardinals? Uh, no, I, that's that's about it. Okay, let's move to the Packers, who are on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. Um, now, to put things in perspective, Green Bay's defense has been good this year, decent. Uh, maybe high-end. High-end middle of the pack, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, if they're in the middle of the pack, they're probably, like, 14, 13, 14. Yeah, I was going to say. Like Arizona's defense has been real good. Um, and especially against the quarterback position. Um, so this is probably throughout the entire roster for the Packers going to be a tougher matchup overall for the week. Uh, but we'll start with the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Um, he had three points one against New Orleans, and he absolutely sucked, and they took him out. Um, yep. And then since then, he's had 30, 20, 26, 22, 25, 27. He's the QB he's been a QB1. Yeah, he's been a QB1 on a week-to-week basis. He's going up against Arizona this week, so do you think that hinders him yeah. at all? or And not having possibly uh, not having – uh, Adams. I think it actually the Adams thing hurts more because mm-hmm. yes, the Cardinals is um, a tough matchup for him, but the Cardinals haven't also really played an elite quarterback. The best quarterback they played was probably Matt Stafford, um, and Stafford did okay against the Rams. Like they still gave up 400 yards to the Rams in that game. So, like if, if Rodgers, if Stafford could do it, I think Rodgers could. But mm-hmm. without Adams, that does change things. I think their whole offense. Do you remember? I think I want to say it was 2019, mm-hmm. the year Devontae Adams um, missed like half the season because yeah. of turf toe or whatever. Rodgers was not great during that stretch without Adams. He was kind of, um, he had a good week, bad week, good week, bad week. Mm-hmm. So I think against the Cardinals without Adams, that's huge. Uh, if somehow Adams finds a way to play because they haven't completely ruled him out, he's just expected mm-hmm. not to play. Um, if he finds a way to play, it changes things. And I'd be fine with starting Rodgers. But without Adams this week and again in Arizona on a Thursday game, I actually would probably rather not start Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, normally, I would say, like I said, you know, with James Conner, Chase Edmonds, like if you have bye weeks and these guys are on your bench, it's a good mm-hmm. idea to slide them in because you have bye mm-hmm. weeks and they're better than waiver wire guys. For the quarterback position, if you have this situation where Rodgers is going up against Arizona, and this is a risky play. It really is. You know, sitting Rodgers this week would be an extremely risky play, but there are streamable options out there um, in the QB market. So if you really don't feel comfortable with Aaron Rodgers this week because of the variables that Rick said, you can stream him um, and yep. be totally okay with that. You don't have to be like, oh, my God, I'm not, you know, we're getting freaking third string running back on the waiver wire right now. So if you don't have a running back, you're screwed. Um, but for quarterbacks, plenty of guys out there in redraft leagues that are one quarterback. So, um, yeah, if you feel like you need to sit them this week, then then do it. Um, I feel like that's more of a risk reward play. So, like if you if you have a really good shot at winning this week, you know the percentages on sleeper show you have a real good chance. I would maybe just start Rogers and try not to overplay it. Yeah. Um, but if you need a big week it might be a good idea maybe to stream. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Find a guy that could possibly have a blow up week. Yep. Uh, But anyway, all right, let's move on. No, no Devontae Adams, as we said, Uh, keep an eye on the way the, the reports though, because uh, there, there was a report that said he might play. It's just, 
highly, highly unlikely. He has to get two negative tests over the next couple of days right. in order to not be on the COVID list. So he's going to be out for most likely for this game. That leaves guys like Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Equanimous, St. Brown. Is that his name? Uh, yes. Something like that. Uh, the only two guys that I really would talk about here are Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. What happened to MVS? Does he still play? Yeah, he's still there somewhere. You can uh, throw him in the conversation. Oh, he's on. He's on. He was on IR, but has a chance to return. So if if MVS plays, I would consider starting him. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantlin. Marquez Val- uh, Valdez. Marquez. Mar- yeah, Marquez Marquez Valdez. Valdez. I don't know. But he had um he had four, fourteen in his last game he played before he got hurt. Uh, fancy points. The week before that, he had zero, though, and he played the game. He just had four targets, zero catches. And then the week before that, he had eight targets and three catches. So, mm. gross. But, yeah, I mean, I think you start both him and Alan Lazard um, without without Devontae Adams, but I think that's probably where the list ends. You could consider mm. Randall Cobb maybe, but he hasn't really done anything at all this year. Um, now, obviously, without – Devontae Adams, he could have a big he will have a big role, but mm. I think Lazard and, and Scanlon will have more of like the bigger plays and um probably more of the more of the targets as well. Okay. Um yeah, I would I would be okay with Alan Lazard this week. Um Randall Cobb maybe just mm. considering Rogers forced a trade there and then didn't target him at all. <laughs> he targeted him he had one big game and then after that he's had like two Rogers points. is a clown. But I don't really have any faith in any of the wide receivers no, I don't. for the Packers this week. Like Lazard, if you need a wide receiver flex start, like, yeah, yes, I, I might go I in that direction. Um, but outside of that, and then MVS, like Rick said, I think, I think he is a decent play as well. But, you know, just temper expectations. Right. Um, right. Running back Aaron Jones, you got to start him. That's, yeah, I mean. Must start. Easy he's been, one. He's been good this year. Easy one. Um, and then his counterpart, AJ Dillon. He's actually been getting more involved, from what I've seen. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm. That's what I've heard. That. I haven't watched many Packers games this year, but I've been told. So AJ Dillon. Yeah, it depends on the week. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's had some some involvement. Like it was like week four through six, he had a massive amount of involvement. Last week, he had three touches. No, four touches. Yeah. So yeah, I, I he's not a player. I don't. He shouldn't even be owned in leagues. So. Oh, he's a good handcuff. Yeah. Well, he, that's fair. Yes, good handcuff. So maybe he should be managed or owned, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then the tight end. Uh, do you have any more thoughts on these running backs or? I don't know. We can move on. Okay. Uh, the final slot that we have for the Packers is Robert the, Tanya, the guy, who Bob, who's uh, <sighs> not that good. <laughs> Yeah, he's been really bad. Really bad. Now, this is, we talked about, you know, Lazard. We talked about Cobb. We talked about MVS. We talked about some some guys that might get some opportunities. I really do think Robert Tanyan is one of those guys that's going to get a crap load of opportunity in this game. Um, it's funny because he's also just like, a, despite how bad he's been, he's like a 20-point performance away from being like a top 10 tight end. Yep. That's ridiculous. <laughs> tight ends are so bad. But I do think that he's going to get a lot of targets in this game because Adams will be out. Um, and from what we've seen in the past, when Adams misses a game, Tanyan gets target, targeted. Um, Especially in the red zone. 
Especially Heavy. in the red zone. So I do feel like this is going to be a good week for Robert Tanyan. This could be just me talking crazy, but I would start Tanyan um, this week. And he's the only guy that I have kind of, besides Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Well, Aaron Rodgers wavering, but um, he's the only guy on the Packers offense right now that I'm fully comfortable starting for Thursday night. Which is hilarious the way he's played this year. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. It could be a huge mistake, and everyone looks like an. I, you know, I'll make myself look like an idiot on the podcast, and I'll take. I'll take. You know, the the brunt of the heat for it. But either way, um, yeah. So I would be okay with Bob Tanya. Yeah. No, I think I would too. Um, he's gonna be probably ranked as a top twelve tight end this week. So I do have him as a tight end one without Adams, maybe even top ten, just because of. Uh, the red zone threat that he's going to get. And he's probably good for five or six targets as well. Maybe even more, maybe seven or eight. Um, who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is, I mean, if there's going to be any week to start Robert Tanya all season, this is the week to do it. So yeah, if, you, if you're low at tight end, go get him. Yeah, there you go. My quick trigger on the uh, outro music. That's <laughs> just crushed your voice. I was trying to make it smooth and like fade out real fast. Anyway, tomorrow starts and sits. We'll talk to you later, guys. Thanks for listening. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.